This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. We're going to talk to David Locke coming up here momentarily. Locke's appearance on the show always brought to you by our friends at the Murdoch Auto Group. Uh, we'll talk to David about uh, Jazz's latest signing and uh, his reaction to, well, maybe not his reaction to the All-Star game because I heard his reaction to that on Hanson Scotty. So we might not need to go there. But we'll ask him about the second half of the year and what to look forward to. Are we absolutely sure that the Jazz actually signed our song? Uh, yeah, they made it official today, I believe. I was joking, Jake. Oh, oh, I see. Uh, about the we don't know how old he is thing. No, about the uh, about the other news that I presented that oh, turned out to be. I see. A okay. <laughs> Sorry, took me a minute there. What did, what did Austin say? Urson. What did you say his last name was? Uh oh. What Austin. did Austin say? He's One year saying. older or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty funny. Pretty funny, no doubt. So we'll uh, we'll talk to David, uh, his thoughts on on what to look forward to. And I'm curious to to hear what uh, David thinks uh, Urson's role will be on the on the team. Yeah, it was Urson, Iziolda. Is he older? There, that's right. All right, out to the zone phone we go. The radio voice of the Utah Jazz, the one and only David Locke. Hi, David. Hey, guys. How are you? We're great, man. How about yourself? How's the break treating you? Uh, it's good. I, two days at Sun Valley, two days at uh, Jackson Hole, nice. and just got home. That sounds pretty good. Can you burn down the hill, uh, David, the way you always have? I mean, are you getting a little tired doing all that skiing or just fit as a fiddle? Um, that's not quite like asking me if I still beat my wife, but it feels close. <laughs> like, if I say I'm still as active at 50 as I am um, at, uh, as I say, if I'm still as active at 50 as I was at 20, I'm lying. If I still say that I'm burning down the hill, I'm an arrogant jerk. But I, <laughs> I think it's cool that you're able to uh... – to enjoy that the way you do. All right, David, let's uh, let's jump into the jazz here. Ersan Ilyasova, uh, it's officially signs uh, with the Utah Jazz. The the term that Gordon and I kind of came to uh, in regards to this signing yesterday was insurance for injury. What do you think? Is he going to play more of a role than that? So I, that's how I viewed it also, but the more I thought about it after I said that, Initially, I began to wonder whether or not there might be – he might be too good for that. Like, if he's kind of at his peak – or not his peak, but he's 33, so, I mean, he's not that much different in age than Boyan. Um, he, he is 6'10", like he's bigger. Um, he's been a pretty good rebounder his career. He's a 36% career three-point shooter. Um, you know, it might – he. That might be underselling him a little bit. He, he played 
17 minutes a night the last two years on the winningest team in the NBA, like I'd, I'd, I'd say that might be underselling him a tiny bit. Is there room for him to take minutes then away from, uh, and who's he going to take those minutes from if he does? Well, I mean, if he's taking him away from someone, I think it would have to be um, Boyan or George, the way I see our rotation. It might just be some depth. I mean, I do think that, like, so, I mean, I've said this numerous times. I think there's two areas where the roster's pretty darn good, right? Like, so let's make sure we start the conversation with a tip of the hat to Dennis Lindsay and and Justin Zanuck and his and their crew and a tip of the hat to Quinn Snyder for maximizing what he, he's been given and understand the roster's pretty good. But, you know, you're you're heading into the playoff, this home stretch, and, you're, you know, there's two scenarios that could be bad for us, I think. One is... If either Boyan or George gets hurt, I really felt like we didn't have insurance. So in that sense, I super agree with what you said, is that it's injury insurance, because I think that was a necessary piece. I just think Ursan Ilyasova might actually be pretty good. Um, the other thing that we're lacking is that just kind of that wing defender, right? Like right now, if you have two wing def- two wing scorers, you're pretty special team if you have that. We don't really have two wing defenders. I don't think Ilya Sova's a wing defender, but he is 6'10", right? So it's a little more size maybe in that sense if he needs that. Your question was like, whose time does he take? I'd be surprised if we made a big rotation change, but um, you know, let's keep an eye on it. Like, I, I, Let's just keep an eye on it. I don't, I don't really know if, I, if I'm honest on how it would, how it would play out. David, taking a break from the Jazz for a second, uh, this was just reported one minute ago by Tim McMahon of ESPN, uh, said uh, Greg Popovich on LaMarcus Aldridge, quote, we've mutually agreed for him to work on some other opportunities elsewhere, unquote. Aldridge will not be back with the Spurs. The Spurs are, what, they're 18 and 14? They're in seventh? And I know Aldridge might not be the player he used to be, but they're Do you have a, you have a clean, You don't happen to have a cleaning-the-glass account, do you? Uh, no, I don't have it up now. Uh, if anyone had, has an account, I don't, I'm not in a position where I can look up on the internet right now and I would never want to divert my focus hundred percent from the show. Um, <laughs> but if anybody has where they could look up what the Spurs are with LaMarcus Aldridge on and off the floor, I think that'll explain. Hmm. Um, if, if this, if this year is similar to the previous two years, um, the Spurs have been dramatically better when LaMarcus Aldridge is off the floor. Do you remember what a big deal it was? LaMarcus Aldridge takes a small market contract in San Antonio. Remember, like, it was Greg Monroe in Milwaukee signs a small market contract. Oh, my gosh, the world's changing. They both turned out to be disastrous deals. Yeah. Is he a guy that could help a contending team, David? I don't think so. Unless, I don't think so. I mean, he's not helping the Spurs, and they're a relatively contending team. He demands the basketball, and he's not that efficient. He's not stretched his game out terrifically from three-point. He can get you a bucket. Like, if you need a bucket, you can go go to him to go get you one. I think what's interesting on guys like Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge is just if they actually take the next step in their career and they're playing mostly second-tier guys, then that gets pretty interesting. Maybe that gets interesting. Like, if you suddenly have him in a rotation where he's playing against second teams, maybe he's a pretty dominant scorer. I mean, he can still put it in the bucket. Um, but my initial reaction is not really. He's not a very good defensive player. He's not an energy player. Like, he he doesn't play with any zest. 
Um, and I think at times has actually maybe had the opposite reaction to teams where he, he, he hurts them a little bit. Um, because of his lack of energy. Um, but I, you know, so like if the Lakers sign LaMarcus Aldridge, I think it could help them a great deal because it would relieve the burden on LeBron while Anthony Davis is still out, which sounds like it's going to be a little while still. So, like, maybe something of that sort. Um, but he takes a lot of it. He takes a lot of attention as a number one option, and he's not a he's not a great one. So, I guess the question is, if he's the number one option on your second unit, is he can he be wildly productive? David Locke. He's also a low-efficiency mid-range shooter. David Locke with us on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The big kind of buzzword around the Jazz going into the second half of the season, David, is sustainable. And I would say, well, that kind of depends on your definition of sustainable, right? But I'll, I'll ask you, is, is are, are, how the Jazz are playing or what they did in the first half of the year, is that sustainable in the second half? They're like, well, I don't even know. The, I'm not trying to be a jerk, Jake. I'm more reacting to other people than you. I don't even know what the question is. So, like, what are we asking? Like, they're, that their winning percentage is going to be the same? That their style of play is going to be the same? They're going to win 22 of 24 at some point? Like, what's the question? Right. Right. That's why I was saying the definition of sustainable, what that is, because I don't expect them to have uh, a better record or the same record. I, I expect the record not to be as good in the second half of the season, but maybe sustainable is can they stay as, uh, atop the Western Conference? Yeah, I, I suspect at this point that they'll finish the year as the number one seed. That would be my guess. They'll be the number one seed in the West. David, would you be proud to know that uh, your former intern, Jordan Schultz, said the exact same thing? He agrees with you. Uh, he's pretty bright. So, yeah. Um, um, yeah, I mean, he does he does great work. I, I the Lakers are in trouble. I mean, I, by the way, we're gonna be the number one seed and get the Lakers in the second round. Yeah, there is a chance. By the way, the Lakers are gonna drop as far as the sixty. Wow. I mean, I, it's gonna be really fascinating to watch the Lakers in the second half. Like, I mean, the the, the murmur I'm hearing is that Anthony Davis is still a little while away, right? So ways away. So. Unless LeBron like goes on some kick where he's determined to win the MVP, which he might, and they suddenly go, and LeBron can can carry them, but there there are no signs that sorry about that there are no signs that LeBron is able to carry that team. I mean, maybe the Dennis Schroeder injury is that big a deal, but I kind of doubt it. Phoenix is playing great. Clippers are playing great. Denver's on fire. So that's. Utah's up top. Like, I could very easily see the West end as Utah 1, Clippers 2, Phoenix 3, Denver 4, Lakers 5. If the Lakers slip at all, does somebody can somebody catch them? I don't think so. But, like, I, if I had to make a guess, that's my guess. Jazz 1, Clippers 2, Suns 3, Nuggets 4, Lakers 5. Sounds like you're taking the Suns pretty seriously, dude. Pretty hard not to. I mean, if you're going to take us seriously, you better take them seriously. They're what about the seventh-ranked offense and fourth-ranked defense in the league? I when I ran my numbers at the beginning of the year, their offense was peaking out as the number one offense in the NBA. I think their offense is only going to get better as the year goes on. They've shown the ability to defend. Um, 
I'm not the biggest believer in Aiton in the middle, but pretty hard to complain. They've got a great set. Dario Saric has become a, a great second unit player for him. I think you're going to see more Dario Saric, Chris Paul pick and roll in the second half of the season. Remembering that last year, Chris Paul and Danilo Gallinari were the number one pick and roll combination in all of the NBA. I would suspect that they start to rely on Sarge a little bit more. I think you might even see Sarge playing along with um, Aiton. I think the Crowder Sarge lineup together as being small is brutally hard to defend. Mikel Bridges, Devitt, like I think you'll see that like, Aiton, I think, will go off the floor some. I think they'll be impossible to defend with that lineup on the floor. Um, they've got a little toughness, despite the fact that Aiton's not tough, because I think Sarge is and Crowder is. Uh, Chris Paul's been brilliant. Obviously, he's one hamstring tweak away from falling apart, but I, um, that doesn't seem to be the case. Um, Devin Booker's been bona fide. Like, they're good. They're, Mikel Bridges is maybe the real story there. Like, he was, he's made the jump. Like, he's really good. So, I mean, they... You know, my whole thing on teams is I look at see whether they have 240 minutes of quality minutes, and I think they've got 240 quality minutes out there. And Denver's going to be good again. Denver had a rocky, hungover first half of the season. I think they'll figure it out. David Locke with us here on the big show on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. David, give us a, a, a storyline or even a couple if they come to mind that you're really going to have your eye on in the second half of the year. Al Horford changes the playoff race depending on who he plays for. Okay. Uh, he's currently in Oklahoma City. I would suspect he gets traded, and I think he makes a massive impact on on the playoff race on depending where he ends up. Um, Anthony Davis's um, missed games and LeBron James minutes I do think are important, and LeBron has not been as good this year. He has like he he is actually semi-human um i think brooklyn will win how many games left 35 somewhere in there All right yep brooklyn will win 30 games in the second half of the season if not more uh so that's three storylines what else do i got anything um uh James Harden will be an MVP candidate by the end of the year, and the media will have to decide whether they want to be on their high and mighty, we're going to make you pay for being a jerk or actually award you for being the MVP. The three MVP candidates by the end of the year will be Joel Embiid, James Harden, and Nikola Jokic. Rudy Gobert, defense player of the year. Jordan Clarkson won sixth man of the year. Quinn Snyder won coach of the year. We'll still claim we're not being respected despite winning three awards. And, oh, I gave you a lot. I gave you the Western Conference playoff. I gave you a ton of predictions. The number one trade piece that matters is Al Horford. That was a lot. That was all we needed to know right there. Well done, David. All right. I don't think I got any more for you. (laughs) I have an attendant question as far as your MVP candidates there. Who's the most important player of those three for their team? Nikola Jokic. Did we lose Mic David? drop by David. Out. Nikola Jokic. Bung. Lock out. Brought to you by Murdoch Auto Group. David Locke interview. Are we going to try and get him back? We're up against it anyway, Austin. You want to? I'm just going to tell him thanks. We'll, all right. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll get to more coming up next. It is the big show. 
Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.